streamed live over the internet. So if you have friends or family members living outside of the Seattle area, wanting answers to life's questions, encourage them to listen to the show and to call into the show to talk with Marie. If you are interested in receiving guidance on an issue in your life, call Marie locally at 425-373-5527 or toll free at 1-877-825-8828 for her insight into your situation. Welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. It's noon here in Seattle, Washington, and we have snow. Uh, we woke up this morning, I believe it snowed between 4 and 6 a.m., and Seattle doesn't get a lot of snow even in the dead of winter, and we're approaching spring quickly, and we have snow. And in fact, what did you say about the tundra? <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I was just saying. Anybody that's listened to the station this week knows that I've got a terrible cold, and so I we sound... We are so sorry, Eric, for <laughs> this, your cold. This is why I sound so awful all week long. <laughs> and I, I hope to uh, spare the listeners this grief next week. But <laughs> I was just saying, when you've got a cold, when you're all stuffed up and not feeling so hot, and you don't want to go to work anyway, it, it makes it even harder when you have to go to work in the Arctic tundra. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's... We've ha- we have a lot of snow. It's, we can see it right here from the station. We're overlooking looking South Bellevue, and there's probably, you know, about an inch on the ground, close to an inch. And the streets are clear, of course, and I guess it's going to warm up, so we're not going to have ice. Good. Yeah, that's what I've heard. And so we're sending lots of healing energy to Eric so that he feels better. And after the weekend, his voice is back to normal. So we're sending you all that. I hope so. (laughs) Well, today on the Marie Manu Cherry Show, we're talking about the sixth chakra, also commonly called the third eye. We're talking about being a multisensory person. We're also talking about the brain and the senses. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. I've got a couple announcements. One is that if you live in Washington, even with the snow... Um, Dr. Pajari, who's been a guest on the Marie Manu Cherry Show, is going to be uh, doing a free seminar at the Benaroya Auditorium on 9th Avenue on March 6th. That's Friday between 1 and 4 p.m. This is a free seminar. So Astra Pajari is a board-certified internist with an additional four-year degree in herbal medicine from the College of Phototherapy in London. She's also been named top dog for us in the Seattle metropolitan area at least twice. And along with her will be Temet Sethi, who's an MD. She's a faculty member and director of integrative medicine at Swedish Cherry Hill Family Medicine Residency, where she runs an integrative medicine consultation clinic. So this would be amazing to go and listen to these MDs talk about how to integrate medicine and how to heal from within. Their topic is about using illness as a means for transformation, which I completely agree with. So please go if you've got the time, you've got some health issues going on, and you want to know more about healing, this is a great opportunity. And then on uh, March 5th, which will be the day before that here on the show, we are going to have a guest. Her name is Lynn Robinson. She's the author of Divine Intuition, and she has a new book coming out in October. And uh, she's just a wonderful person. She's one of the nation's leading experts on the topic of intuition and the author of five books on the topic. She works with businesses and individuals as an intuitive. I personally had a reading from her, and she's very positive and optimistic. 
kind and very intuitive. So it'll be fun. You can call in and ask her questions. Um, She'll be calling in um, from the East Coast. So today we're talking about the third eye. It's in the center of your forehead. And the way that I view chakras, there's a front and a back portion to the third eye, this six chakras. So they look like cones to me, pointed cones, vortexes, if you will. There's one in the temporal lobe, or I should say the frontal lobe, excuse me, of your brain, and then the occiput lobe, so the back of your head, just below that little bump on the back of your head. The back portion of the third eye receives information from the psychic realm, Um, And then that runs across your beautiful brain and into the front portion of the third eye where the information is translated from the non-physical world to the physical. And if you want a picture of this, you can go straight to my website at www.energyintuitive.com. Click on Energy Medicine and there's a PDF that you can click. A colored picture will come out on your printer that shows the placement and the way I see the chakra system. There's also information about the chakras on that page, too. I think that you'll really enjoy that. So, Eric, we've got some people waiting on the lines. We do. We've got Catherine calling all the way from Kansas City right now. Great. Hi, Catherine. Thank you so much for taking my call. Of course. How's Kansas City today? Um, it's fine, just some, some drizzle, but we've had a really mild time, so it's funny that you guys have snow, and we've had spring weather the last few days. We must have switched. That's right, that's <laughs> right. Oh, gosh. Well, I tell you what, I yeah. I called in, I think, about two weeks ago. Great. Um, and I had told you about that I had met a person who um, I had a very deep connection with, and, and you had told me that you thought it was, you know, sharing past lives. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I realized that I forgot to ask <laughs> a question, sure. and that is, um, you know, this person is is an acquaintance, but it's somebody that, that I have a really strong pull toward them. Right, and I I feel that they're I feel that they're very intuitive and very psychic, and I'm just wondering, you know, since I'm in a relationship, do I, do I need to avoid this person or? Well, you know what I find so interesting is that this person is still occupying your thoughts. Yes. And I'm actually getting 24-7. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. It, that's, that's what's happening. Right. And so that's not healthy, you know, because this isn't a per- this is an acquaintance. You don't really have even a, a standing friendship with this individual. And there's a little bit of over-contemplating about this individual. Um, yeah, I think it would. what I would love for you to repeat over and over again when you're thinking of this person is, I release you from this place, I release you from this place. I think that you're actually really wanting to have passion in your life. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, this person is kind of, you know, starting a fire of passion in your body, but I don't think it's the passion that you're really wanting since you're happy in your relationship and things are going well. I'm sure there are things that you want to shift or change in your current relationship, but it's not something that you're wanting to move away from. Right. Right. So it's probably passion towards something else like a career or some incredible hobby, some art or writing. So this person has helped activate passion that you want to experience, but it's not with that individual. Okay. Okay. Because I'm anticipating that I'm going to run into this person once in a while, and I just don't know what, I mean, I don't know if I should avoid them or... Well, I would be cordial and kind, treat them as an acquaintance, which they are, but notice the obsession that you're feeling. You know, you're obsessed about this person, and yet there isn't this reciprocal energy. You're in a relationship. You're not going to leave the relationship. So it's like the passion's being misdirected. You're, okay. you're, you're thinking of something, you know, your, your being is desiring to have passion and purpose and excitement in your life, 
But it, I don't believe it's with this individual. His job is just to wake you up to it so that you can then be inspired to create a feeling similar to that, but in a different area of your life. So they don't really have a sense of a past life thing then? Or? I don't think so. And even though you think this person is psychic, which mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to dispute that, but I don't see them using their psychic energy very often. Oh. So at least that's my impression. And of course, I don't know that individual, but I see them a little bit of a um, questioning those types of experiences in life, you know, mm. interested in them, but not necessarily um, someone I know always uses the term buying off, you know, oh. <laughs> which is which means that it's challenging. The information may be more challenging. Oh. So, you know, they may use some lingo, but are they actually really engaging in intuition? Are they utilizing it? Is it something that they uh, value as, as a permanent tool in their life, just like our eyes or our hands or right. our mind, right? So, yeah, when you say using the lingo, that, that really rings a bell mm-hmm. because this person uses a lot of, like, consciousness-type lingo and all this stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and like, like you were saying, it's one thing to talk about. It's another thing to really... Uh, be putting it into practice. Right. And as we're talking on the phone right now, your energy is starting to shift. You're disengaging with this person as we're speaking right now, which is lovely. And I see a lot of energy now pulling or pouring into your second chakra, and that's the area of passion. Okay. And, and there's a strong connection between the second chakra and the third eye. You know, what we're talking about today is that insight and intu- intuition, that knowingness, the wisdom that we are all seeking, because wisdom is also a very passionate experience. You know, it takes creative interests in order to really allow our wisdom to come through. Right. Yeah. So you're pulling away right now. You may notice your body feeling less stressed because thinking about him or this person is very anxiety causing. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. It's draining. Definitely. So that's a sign that this isn't the right. It's it, That's a sign that, oh, maybe we shouldn't do that because things that are good for us will feel good. Okay. They'll be grounding. They'll be centering. And that hasn't been your experience at all. It's been disorganized and disassociating from yourself. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, so remember that phrase when you think of this person to say, I release you from this place over and over and over again until the image of that person is no longer in your head. And, and then, you know, maybe a couple hours will go by and that person will come back into your brain again and please do that exercise until it's a rarity right. that you have that experience. Okay, Okay. Okay. Well, good. Well, thank you so much. I, like I said, I, I'm so glad that I was able to talk to you because this other question came to my mind and I thought, oh my gosh, you know, I forgot to ask one of the most important questions. <laughs> well, you know, you did, I, I saw that um, the phone ringing before we actually went on the air and that's the best way to get on, to assure a, a spot um, to be listened to on the air is to call a few moments before we go live. Right. So good job. Well, hey, well, thank you so much, Marie. You're, You're just such a blessing. Oh, have a great week. You. Thank you. You too. And bye-bye. And have fun finding your passion. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So today we're talking about the third eye. It's located in the brain. It's the sixth chakra of the primary chakras that run the center of your body from the pelvic floor to the crown of your head. This is the area where we receive and transmit information that is intuitively based. What's really important about the brain is the brain actually needs to be empty. A lot of people overthink, overanalyze, and overprocess information in their brain. But intuitive information actually comes into the brain where it needs to be stored long enough so that you can understand whatever it means. And when you're overthinking and overprocessing, you're using valuable storage space energetically in your brain, and then there isn't a lot of room. 
below your neck from you know, from below the neck on from, well, I should actually say right below the head. So all the way through the neck, through the rest of your body, that's where the majority of your energy actually needs to run on a consistent basis. The brain only needs about 10 to 20% of your daily allotted energy. Imagine that you are receiving maybe 100 points of energy every day, universal life force energy. Remember, everything in the universe is made out of energy. Everything is consists of subatomic particles. So the energy that you need to run your body to sustain your health and well-being needs to be present from the neck on down, 80 to 90% of it, because you have many, many more organs below the neck. The brain, although it's a fabulous organ, it's a linear tool. So its job is to, you know, listen to our show at the time that we come live, um, to go ahead and balance your checkbook, get to work on time, all of those linear activities where we need to be organized in our thought process. The brain's a fantastic tool for that. The other capacity of the brain is to connect to other time-space realities and wisdom and insight to help us in this third-dimensional space. But it needs space. The brain needs room in order to do that. So thinking too much is not a great idea. And the brain and its linear ability will work 10 times better if you're not in your head all day long thinking about stuff that's just taking up space. So Eric, um, we have more people on the line. We do have more people on the line, but uh, maybe I was overthinking things here. But I was just thinking how um, we hadn't actually given out the phone numbers okay, for great. people. And so I just wanted to do that real quick here. Uh, you can call in at 877-825-8828. That's 877-825-8828. That's our toll-free line. And if you're local, and we'd love to hear from our local folks at 425-373-5527. And again, that's 425-373-5527, Seattle or Bellevue areas. All right, now we've got Mac on the line calling all the way from Salt Lake City. Wonderful. Hi, Mac. Hi, Marie. How are you? I'm really good. Good. What can I do for you today? Well, first I need to tell you a hello from Brittany in Sedona. Oh, wonderful. Is she having fun there? Yeah, I met her in uh, Charles Virtue's class last weekend. Wonderful. And her eyes got huge when I told her that I knew you and asked her if she knew you. Oh, that's (laughs) wonderful. You know, the world just keeps getting smaller and smaller for me. (laughs) So, and then she's just a lovely, wonderful young human being. Beautiful, beautiful person. She really is. She's lovely. So what can I do for you today? Well, my question is, early last November, I had an experience of putting my hands over my eyes and I actually saw what appeared to me like a little eight millimeter film Mm -hmm. running. Mm -hmm. And I saw one image of a couple dancing and then I saw another image that just sort of panned around a doll's face. Hmm. Haven't had anything like that since and I'm wondering what can I do to support that to, um, you know, help the third eye activate more so I can begin getting more information that way. Well, I love how you you know it's your third eye because you're absolutely correct. As the third eye advances, you know, it goes beyond shapes and colors and or what we may call shady different definitions. And it goes literally into movies for many people in full color. It can be black mm-hmm. and white, but yours was definitely colorful. Is that true? Yes. And yeah. it's, it's the first and only time I know of that that has happened while I'm awake. Wow. That is just beautiful. What were you doing? Were, were you thinking of something before it happened? Or were you, I was. What, what were you thinking of? I was meditating and I was remembering my partner when we first met and mm-hmm. there was a dance and it was the first time that I had ever danced with a man mm-hmm. and I was listening to the music and 
and that first image was a couple that was dancing. Mm. And I've been told that by another person, they believe that it was actually my parents I was seeing. That's what I think, too. I think it was your mm-hmm. parents, you know, and the doll was a representation of childhood. Mm-hmm. I've know. been told that as well. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely think that. Are your parents on the other side as well? They are. Okay. So I think that you were, you know, seeing a vision from your childhood. A lot of times the images that can come through are experiences also from our past or we're picking up on emotional aspects of experiences we've already had. Mm-hmm. And I think the message, it was definitely from your parents, and I think the message was is that you've always been surrounded by love. You you know what loving relationships feel like, and you will have another loving relationship. Mm-hmm. That's what I think it was. And it was okay. so beautiful. It was. Because they were dancing so sweetly, you know, and it was it felt very authentic, the intimacy that was expressed between the two of them. And as I allowed it to just release and go with it, they actually moved from being in that small little area that looked like a film uh-huh. to like they were out in front of it and real. Oh, that's beautiful. And that is another projection of the third eye. It, it won't just always be in the brain like a small, what you said, eight millimeter film. It can actually project in a full length as this life size that we are right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's absolutely perfect. So the way to... Um, help this continue. You, you've already had one experience. That's fantastic. Notice how you had to get connected to emotions to allow your third eye to be connected. Okay. Because a big part of being a multisensory person is to actually feel. Individuals who have clairvoyance um, but don't actually feel the experience, it's not as a beneficial tool for them. So feeling first and foremost is huge. And then if you're fortunate enough to be activating some multisensory experience like clairvoyance, then you can understand also what the picture means because it was very sweet for you and kind and also reassuring. Mm-hmm. You know, because apparently, probably when you were a young child, you could feel this love that your parents had and it was reinstating that for you. It was just, so maybe I was actually walk, watching them as a child when they were yeah, dancing? I, I think there was this memory that came in the... I think your parents initiated this, so they brought this from the other side mm-hmm. and they initiated this memory with this full on film to remind you of the love that has always been around you and that you can continue to have a loving relationship. So it is neat. It's really sweet of them. And they know what you want and they want to help you. (laughs) So if you could get back to, you know, if you want to experience more clairvoyance, which you're obviously very good at, then get into an emotional place and then move into that meditative space so that you can visualize that with your third eye. I I would also speak to the universe and thank them out loud for the experience, because the more you acknowledge the experience and appreciate it from an energetic, emotional feeling, the more that you will get. Okay. So, you know, dance around the house, say thank you, I love this, please keep it coming. The universe wants to be more integrated in our life experiences, and the more we acknowledge them, it's like a muscle, it gets stronger, they get excited about it, they're more participatory in the experience as well with us. Okay. Do you think that'll work? Or is that helpful? Well, I, I sure hope so. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> it's something I, w- I really would like to experience again, and I'd like to be able to bring it into a tool that I can help others with. Right. And I do see that happening for you. I actually do see that happening. I actually see you laying hands on someone and getting pictures about their life or their body. Mm-hmm. So I do see that for you. I was just told by a lady in Salt Lake that was also at that workshop last weekend. She got the feeling that my vision was going to open up, and she got this feeling of compression that it was going to connect to my hands because I feel so much um, kinetically in my body. She said it's going to connect 
to that, and I'm going to start touching people and seeing things. Yay! So, so now it's been validated twice, so yeah. now you can believe it. <laughs> now you say things such as like tapping on your heart for the heart chakra and that, anything like that, go for the third eye as well to, to help stimulate it or... Yeah, that's a great question. What really helps stimulate the third eye, at least for you and for many other people, is to spend time in your second chakra and feel your emotions deeply. Okay. Sincerely and authentically. Okay. Okay? Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a wonderful week. And I'll see you next week. Yeah, have a safe flight to Seattle. Um, We will. Mac is coming for a Reiki workshop here in Seattle next week, so thank you so much for um, being a participant. I look forward to meeting you in person. Looking forward. All right, now we're going to go all the way to Chicago and talk to Eleanor. Hi, Eleanor. Hi, Marie. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. What can I do for you? I have kind of a two-parter. I mm-hmm. I had a private reading done uh, by you over the phone. Oh, great. And I kind of wanted to give you an update. You um, had told me I needed to release things and um, kind of let go of things. There was a, a person in my life who was bothering me a lot, and... Um, it reminded me on your show about the the fourth chakra, the heart, when you were telling different people to let different things come in through their back. You had told me blue hydrangeas. Oh, nice. And uh, I've been doing that, and it seems to be working wonderful. I, I don't know if you can tell the difference. Uh, I can. The I... person's, um, I don't know if he matured. He was a, a teenager or, or what, but it's just been working. Yay. I'm so glad. That's yeah. wonderful. I love blue hydrangeas. They're so pretty. Yeah, they were on your table at the time we were talking, and you asked me, do you like flowers? And I said, yes. And you said, how about blue hydrangeas? Oh, yes, I do. And you said, well, imagine those coming in your back every time this person annoys you. (laughs) And also, I pat myself on the back when I do something um, that I don't respond to the uh, annoyance. Like you had said, you do a little dance every time you water your flowers. So I, I just reach up and pat myself on the back and congratulate myself, and it seems to be working. Wonderful. So you're building your confidence of saying no and not getting connected to something that's not helping you energetically, that's basically draining you of energy. Exactly. And you're finding ways to receive, because that's what the back of the heart chakra exercise is about, receiving energy, mm-hmm. um, which helps you to be more vital, present, Um, more in touch, and of course, to be in the abundant flow of life. So congratulations. Thank you. You, I love it when things are so easy, too. Yeah, it didn't seem easy at first. (laughs) The hardest part is trying to remember it. That's the hardest part. Right. But um, my other, I have a a question. There is a spot um, Mm. on the opening of your show today. You had mentioned the word occiput, like on the back of the head. Right. And there's something pinching there. I don't know if it's a a pinched nerve or what. I was wondering what you saw there. Right. Well, believe it or not, it it is your third eye. It is is pinching you, by the way. And it's pinching you because it wants to take energy in so that you will have more wisdom and insight. At the back of the third eye wants to be activated. And for whatever reason, whether it's fear or or worry, or discomfort with the whole idea of intuition or psychic ability, you are pinching it back, and so it's not happening. Mm. Mm. So do you uh, experience intuitive impressions throughout the day? Um, Sometimes I do, yeah. I I, I feel like I can read people and read situations Mm. well. Good, good. And so how does that come across for you? Is it language or pictures? Or combination, just a knowing feeling. I love that that knowingness. So, is there something in your life right now that you are not wanting to look at, or you're, you know, you're getting a sense of 
of information, but you're pushing it away. For myself, personally, when I'm getting information that's important for me, but I don't want to look at it, I kind of feel a frustration burning up inside of me. Like someone will tell me something that's very innocent. Uh, They actually probably don't know that I'm actually having a reaction to it inside my body. But I'll feel this sense of frustration, and that's a sign to me that I actually need to look at what they were talking about, that it's very important for me, but for some reason I'm having some resistance. And the pinch would be kind of, um, it's a mode of resistance. So is there something like that going on right now in your life? Um, I don't know if it's like a mode of resistance. There's definitely stress with a court situation with an ex-husband. Ah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) How long have you guys been divorced? Six years. Okay, and you're still in court? Uh, it's a new situation having to do with uh, an older daughter's college expenses. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to have to go to court. That's like a last resort, but it, it almost forced me to. And it's kind of when this all started. Right. And, and doesn't that make sense? So here's what I would love for you to do is I want you to not think about the court situation at all. You already have, you know, lawyers involved. There's probably court dates set up or they're coming up. And the lawyers and the, and the system are actually going to take care of this for you. You don't need to think about it anymore. Okay. So I want you to completely... Because I even see the paperwork's in, you know, th- there's no more that you can offer to the circumstance that I can see. Mm-hmm. And so if you could just completely turn it off. Because it, what I'm picking up on, and of course you can disagree f- with me about that, I believe that everyone comes into our life to teach us something. And although I personally could complain about my ex-husband for a couple days, uh, I also have been fortunate enough to get a lot of knowingness about how much he's helped me to grow in my life. And the amazing things that he brought to my consciousness that I was unwilling to learn on my own. And so what I would love for you to do is to sit down and have some moments like that. What, you know, think about what are the things that your ex-husband taught you? What were the boundaries in your life that you were unwilling to look at and that he brought straight to your face, kind of screaming at you about them, you know, and that helped you to learn and grow and transform into the person you are today. And I I would love for you to think about even having some gratitude towards him Because uh, people come together for all kinds of reasons, right? And when I look at you and your ex-husband, he definitely brought, he hasn't, well, I would say he has changed some actually, but he hasn't changed significantly when it comes to the relationship the two of you had. So being friends doesn't really work. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not, it doesn't happen. But there was something that you needed to learn. Like my ex-husband taught me to love myself. I was always looking externally for love. And it was something that I felt I had to work for in order to actually have a sense of him loving me. That's how I felt. And when I started to actually, it took me 20 years, uh, or about 15, when I started to actually really, really care about me and love me, then the fights that we had, uh, they were much clearer. I was less active in them. I was less engaged because I didn't need to have him prove to me or show to me through the things that I felt were not very deep, um, show me love. I was being fulfilled by myself. So that's what I learned. I'm not sure what you learned. It has something to do with communication um, it, in oh my your marriage. Gosh, you hit it right on the head. That's exactly right. Yeah. So if you could sit down and, and really recall the experiences, because he worked hard, you know, all those years that you were married, and it was subconscious. He's not conscious of that he taught you this, um, but he worked diligently. This is a soulful agreement or experience that the two of you made that he would work day and night causing frustration and irritation until you learned some aspect of communication that your soul's been wanting to have for centuries. And uh, and so some appreciation for him would be good. Okay? 
Okay. okay. But it's, it's kind of the opposite. It's the he's the one who won't communicate. I'm the one who will. Well, and, and it's a mirror. That's what happens. There's a mirror. And so you probably had to learn that. You had to learn that you, you really are a good communicator. It's just that you, it's difficult to communicate to those people who choose not to listen. Exactly. You know, and, and so just like in my case, my for me, my ex-husband, um, love for him is very conditional and there's expectations. And I had to learn that I don't need to jump through those hoops to be loved. The first person I need to, you know, be friends with in terms of feeling love is myself. And and so he taught me that. He doesn't know either, and it's, it wasn't something he consciously thought of, but he worked very hard to teach me that lesson, and I am grateful. Ah, uh, okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, and then I bet you that pinch nerve is going to go away. Like I hope today. So. <laughs> it's going to go away today. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So we're going to take a break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. Eric and I are going to, because I've had a little cold too, so we're going to just rejuvenate ourselves, listen to a few commercials, and we will be right back with the Marie Manu Cherry Show. Looking for a great place to get the word out about your business? Then why not advertise on the Marie Manu Cherry Show? The Marie Manu Cherry Show reaches a diverse group of listeners from all around the world and was just recently voted one of the top five shows on KKNW. Aside from a professional website, how many outlets do you really have to promote your business and literally reach across the globe? The Marie Manu Cherry Show has a listening audience that ranges from the U.S., Scotland, South Africa to Australia and beyond. Become part of the show and let the world know what you have to offer. Go to www.energyintuitive.com or call... 425-825-5671 to find out more about advertising on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. Rates are reasonable and the opportunity to grow your business is substantial. Living Music Radio, high vibe music and talk. Treat yourself to Living Music Radio with Janet, Narion, and special guests. Living Music Radio, high vibe music and talk. It's all about the magic of music and sound. Mm. With all that's going on these days, there's a real need for positive, uplifting music and radio. Living Music Radio. Living Music Radio. For showtimes, go to livingmusicradio.com. Have you been thinking about attending Marie's classes but just haven't gotten around to it yet? Well, this could be the year for you. Marie has a great lineup of classes and a great new location. Join Marie every third Wednesday of the month at the Marriott Redmond Town Center from 7 to 9 p.m. Topics vary each month and range from embracing your intuition to learning how to surrender and let go so that you can manifest your desires. If you want to delve even deeper, Marie offers an all-day Saturday class entitled Change Your Beliefs, Change Your Life. This workshop will get to the core of an individual's belief system in order to provoke positive, lasting changes in their lives. This is definitely the class for you if you feel as if your external life does not match your internal desires. Visit Marie's website at energyintuitive.com for a complete list of classes. That's energyintuitive.com. Negativity and fear, two staples of talk radio. Well, we figured we'd try something different. Alternative Talk, 1150. And 
welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. I'm Marie. We are live in Seattle at noon, and this is our new time slot. But you can hear a repeat of last week's show at 7 o'clock tonight on 1150 AM. If you're local here in Seattle or it's streamed live on the Internet at www.energyintuitive.com or KKNW's website. What is the address for KKNW's website? I should know this. It's 1150kknw.com. There you go. So I did know know it. it. It's easy. (laughs) It's easy. And of course, all the shows are archived, so you can listen to any show that's been downloaded at any moment. And you can also have them podcasted to your iPod. So there are many ways to listen to this show. And of course, all the shows here are on KKNW um, can be listened to, which is great. Right. And you you can actually play those back on your uh, other mp3 players not yeah. just your ipods okay yes yeah, see i'm i'm just not technically advanced i don't even have an ipod you know i don't even know how to download karen does that when we get the cd she downloads it i don't know how to do that's, any of that stuff so that's wonderful. i'm yeah. just saying for the uh, yeah. folks out there that aren't using the apple products don't worry You've, you can do got other them things. covered as well. Yeah, That's absolutely. Right. Yeah. And my teenagers have to fix all that stuff when they come home from school. <laughs> so today, today we're talking about the third eye, the six chakras in the center of your forehead. And earlier I said it's important to get out of the brain. You want to engage with your physical body and your true emotions for yourself, not the mental thoughts that create illusions of wacky emotions, you know, that take us out of reality, that have us in the future or the past. But you want to stay in your body and be in the moment as much as possible. This helps individuals to engage their intuition and their psychic ability. So who else do we have, Eric? Well, right now we've got Kimberly on the line calling from Kirkland. Great. Hi, Kimberly. Hi. So is the snow... I'm sorry. sorry. I was going to say, is the snow (laughs) melting over there? Because I live on the hill over there in Kirkland. So how's the snow Well, I live... I live right across the street from uh, Juanita Beach, and oh, it's great. just beautiful. The sun's shining, and the, yeah, the snow is definitely melting. Wonderful, wonderful. What can I do for you today? Well, first, I'd like to say thank you um, to my best friend, Phyllis. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. Who, who referred me to you um, some time ago. Mm. You actually helped me online one time before. And uh, she uh, very intuitively um, called me and said, hey, she's on right now, so try calling. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. I'm sorry. Um, oh, that's okay. And tell your friend thank you. I'm more than happy to help in any capacity. Uh, she's an avid fan and oh, for good wonderful. reason. Wonderful. Um, I have um, been uh, sort of called upon to restart my life. Mm-hmm. And I've had a number of intuitive experiences coupled with um, some very heavy-duty, uh, well, it feels like heavy-duty, um, real-life uh, wake-up call. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and um, the intuitive experiences have been so clear and so um, amazing. Um, and conversely, uh, the real-life experiences have um, been really confusing and, and challenging. And challenging. Mm-hmm. And so how do I make sense of it all? <laughs> does, <laughs> does, any of this, does any of this have to do with a relationship as well? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of what's on the, on the burner right now. Is that true, the relationship? Um, yes. Yeah, so I'm um, uh, going through a divorce. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have two children. Mm-hmm. Um, one of whom is autistic. Oh, lovely. 
I'll explain my comment in a moment. <laughs> okay. No, he's, he is lovely. He's yeah, beautiful. he really is lovely. You know, interesting enough, we're talking about the third eye today on the show, and autism to me has a lot to do with about intuition, multisensory dimensions. I believe that children who are choosing, because I I believe we choose to come to this world. Everyone has free will in the universe, and so nobody comes to Earth or any other time-space reality unless they want to. I believe we choose our parents, so we pretty much know what part of the world we're going to be in, and so you believe in that as well. I do. Yeah, and autistic children are here to teach us about multisensory abilities because autistic children know how to connect to other time-space realities and dimensions. And sometimes it can be, you know, uncomfortable for them, unfortunately, but they're teaching us how to believe in that, how to understand their creativity, to recognize that not everybody learns the same, and that to change our definition of normal so that we don't get caught up in some very limited aspects about how we're supposed to function as beings. And so it's truly a gift right now. I'm sure it feels challenging to many individuals. And and also, like you said, just lovely because your son, it's a boy, correct? Yes. Yeah, he just exudes love and kindness, and he's just adorable. He's just adorable. He is wonderful. So bless (laughs) you with your lovely child. Um, You're doing the right thing with the divorce. I think you know this. I mean, I hope you do, but I think it's the right thing. And You know, I think it's challenging when I I hear some people say, if only the person had done A, B, and C. It's like we want people that were leaving relationships to do something terrible so we can say, oh, (laughs) yeah, this is it. You know, they were. It would make it so much easier to justify my leaving. (laughs) Right, exactly. And it doesn't have to be that way. Either we're a match with someone and we're highly compatible and people can move forward in their lives or we're not, you know, and. I have a friend who actually lives on the hill as well, and we're talking about Finn Hill. It's an area of Kirkland. Um, And um, she has an idea, and I think it's a great idea, that marriage licenses should be renewable. So, you know, you sit down every five years, cost 500 bucks, and you go, wow, do you still want to be married to me, and is this working for you? (laughs) You Oh, I love that. Wouldn't that be fun? That's a great idea. And instead, we have a lot of shame and embarrassment about ending relationships. And if we are evolving, which I believe we are, some people look like they're evolving like a rocket, and others, it's more like a snail's spate, you know, pace. But we are all evolving, and sometimes our evolutionary process is not in sync with one another. And if that's the case, then it is a lot easier to not be in relationships that feel like they're holding us back from our movement. And that's exactly what happened for you. Yeah. And and I think it would, I think it's an excellent decision, and I think it's going to work out really well. I feel very good about it. I think there'll be a good financial outcome. I think your children are get are going to get what they need, and you're going to get some space because you need time to really figure out who you are, what you really yeah. want, and what your next step is in life. And you need some space to do that. And so the separation and ultimately the divorce is helping to create that for you. Well, part of me feels psychotic, you know. I mean, this, this, you know, I feel so clear on one end and then so nuts, and part of me thinks, oh, my God, you know, am I mentally, you know, uh, imbalanced? And, um, mm. you know, my husband, of course, in his anger. Of course. And has suggested that I was mentally diseased. Sure. Um, and, of course, my family background has, uh, you know, kind of uh, made me question my own sanity. Um, sure. 
Absolutely. I, I totally understand. Am I going crazy? Am, you, do you I need not. drugs? I mean, <laughs> no, you don't need drugs. You are not going crazy. You're making life decisions about yourself and your future, which to some people can look very selfish, number one. But I really believe that if you're doing things that aren't make, you know, that if you're doing things to help you bring happiness into your life, that's huge. And that's what initiated this whole thing is that you were feeling unhappy. You were feeling alone. You were feeling separate. You were not feeling validated. You were, you weren't feeling purpose and you weren't feeling a connection of intimacy for a long time between you and your partner. And well, even before this partner, this is the main concern. So, mm. and I've had insight all my life. I've mm. had you know dreams I know. where I, I've been flying. I've had such an. I, I have uh, a dear, dear friend who was a former boyfriend who is highly, highly intuitive, and mm-hmm. he has uh, often said, you know, you you just don't understand how how gifted you are when right. you can recall your dreams the way you do. Right. Um, um, and I, I, this must be lifetimes in the learning, my owning my own uh, right to choose happiness. Right. Yes. It's about trusting yourself, which is a big component of the third eye. You know, intuitives get impressions or feelings. As a professional, you, you know, we need to recount what we're experiencing, even if we have no idea what it means. So a big part of intuition is learning to trust oneself. And I believe you've made the right decision. You know, when I look at your husband, he's a good man. He's, he's not a, you know, a person who's done a lot of wrong that I can see, you know, in the world, if you will, if we were to judge him, blah, blah, blah. Um, but you're not compatible for the growth that you want to have. And, and the fact that he's calling you nuts um, is, is validating what you were, have been experiencing for a while is that he doesn't listen to you. He can't yeah. hear you. And what's yeah. very important when you're in a relationship is that your partner can hear what you're saying and understands what you're saying. And I think that yeah. when we're in real, compatible, loving relationships, even if someone doesn't want us to leave a relationship, they can hear us, they understand, and they honor and respect the request that you make. Do you see what One I mean? One last question. Sure. I absolutely understand. You're, you're so dead on, um, which is why I'm calling, because I know you can be. <laughs> <laughs> Um, who is Scott in my life? So this is a person that's in your life right now? Yeah. Yeah. What I think Scott is, and of course I don't know exactly who he is, perhaps, he's someone to bring some fun for a very temporary period of time. That's what I think. Okay. See how intuitive you are? So his job is to bring fun, and the word temporary is very highlighted for me and underlined three times. Yes. Thank you. fun, temporary. Okay? Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome, and congratulations on your restart in life. I wish you (laughs) you. great joy and happiness. Bless you as well. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, now we're on to Deb calling from Silverdale. Hi, Deb. Hi, how are you? Great, how are you? Good. I appreciate your show a lot. I drive every day, and sometimes I get tired of listening to music, and so it's very nice and very refreshing to hear your show. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you enjoy it. What can I do for you today? Well, since I apparently am not ready to take any advice and listen what I already know about my personal relationships, <laughs> I'll ask you about um, financial. I am okay. up to credit card debt to my eyeballs. And right. as one guy said, I, I'm just a cash cow for the credit card companies <laughs> because I keep paying my minimum. Right. And I'm, I'm not sure which way to go. I know right. that I need to stop putting out the energy that, 
if I have $23,000 in credit card debt, I can never pay it all. I need right. to stop putting that energy out. Good I know, but. for you. Good for you. So he- here's one of the things about focus, and this is a big part of manifesting intuition. What you focus on is what you're sending energy towards, right? And mm-hmm. everything in the universe is made out of energy. So when you're sending energy to, I'm never going to get out of debt, when you're focusing and thinking about it, and it, of course it's making you worried and stressed out and anxious, yes. um, you're sending trillions of subatomic particles to that actual phrase that you just said every time you focus on that, that it's not going to be resolved. And, and okay. so, so what you want to do is stop that focus. I, I do think that it would be good for you to consider calling some of the organizations, a, a really good one, who will negotiate with your credit card companies if you're unable to do that yourself, reduce your interest rates, and get on some sort of great payment plan so we can get this paid down. Well, see, I don't know. My aunt has a lot of money, and I thought about asking her, but I wasn't direct, so I was just kind of hinting, and uh-huh. apparently that's not the way to go because she didn't. She has the money, but right. she didn't really say anything. So what I'm confused about is I don't know which darn credit card place to go to. Right, right. And so I, I would ask someone, call you know, call maybe an attorney who works with finances or someone who works in money management that you get a referral from who can give you a list of authentic companies. I will tell you, though, if you literally ask your aunt, she will give you the money. She will? So, yes, yeah, she will. So you know, that's an, another way that you can do it, and then you can make a payment plan with her. But that's what I wanted to do, yes. Okay, so she will do it. And, and she's not going to be, like, super happy about it, but it, it, is a, it is a good resolution. I mean, she, I don't see her grumbling. I see her being just a little quiet for a moment, and then she'll, be, she'll say, yes, of course, I'll do that for you, and she'll write you the check, and you can pay off your debtors and, and all of that stuff and make a payment plan to her, um, which will be fine because, like you said, she doesn't need the money, so it's, that's perfectly fine. But what we need to work on as well, I, the, the debt is going to be resolved. That's not an issue that I can see. You just have to take action. Literally, whether you borrow the money from your aunt or you contact an organization that's reputable to to negotiate with your credit card company. And then you have to learn to stop overspending, mm-hmm. right? Can you see? Obviously, you know I do that. Yes, you do. Yes, yes I you, do. You need to stop overspending and you need to work on how to allow wealth to flow in your life. And then you can work in a place of balance of how to, you know, spend money that you know, is not over the amount of money that you're receiving um, and feel comfortable. Because when people overspend, they actually feel empty. They feel as if something's not right in their life. They feel like there's a void. And so they go out and spend and buy things thinking this will fulfill the void. But as you know, when we buy something, it just fills the void very for a very short period of time. Very short period very. of time. And I, I'm aware of that now. It's like I've, I'm clean and sober and you know, Good. in the beginning, I I wasn't doing Good. what I needed to do. I was just kind of dry, you know? Yeah. So I was putting out money, and then I was doing money, using money. And so yeah. now I'm aware that that doesn't fix anything, but I'm kind of in a bad spot now. Well, you're really not. I get so many happy, congratulatory feelings for you. And now I know why, because you've worked through so much, and you've healed so much of your life already. This is just about actually making a choice, whether you call your aunt or you find some reputable company to um, organize a repayment through uh, through their organization to your credit card companies. So this is just about taking action. You're in a very good, positive place. And I actually do see a, a nice change of flow of wealth and abundance into your life beginning in about three months. And what I would want you to work on is keeping your focus on having what you, you know, believing that you're deserving and that you're valuable and the universe will give to you all that you need. It's like feeling um, warm rain raining on your aura and then moving into every pore of your body. 
you know, that's a way that people can receive. And that's what we're talking about is learning to receive and learning that you're valuable. But you're in a very good spot. This is going to get resolved very soon. You're going to take action. And then you're not going to overspend. You're going to feel uncomfortable when you want to go buy something instead Mm -hmm. and sit with your feelings, right? Mm -hmm. Right? And then you're also going to work on receiving abundance into your life so that you can allow the wealth to come in and, and live a more comfortable lifestyle, but not overspend. Not overspend, absolutely yes. not. Okay, yeah, because that's what I've done, and that's I've learned that from my parents, and then I did it on my own and learned it on my own. Sure, it's under, lots of people do it. It's understandable, but you're done. So I, I thought that's good to know. I've been talking about taking action for quite a while now. I just haven't done it, but yeah, that's why I'm I'm done. I don't I, I can't stand it anymore. Yeah. I'm paying my bills, but I can't stand that what you said the anxiety. Yeah. And, yeah. All that yeah. stuff that comes with it. Yeah. So good luck to you, and keep us posted. Okay, and when are you on now? Because I love your show. I'm live at noon every Thursday, and then there's a repeat from the week before at 7. At 7 p.m.? On Thursdays, 7 p.m. on Thursdays. So 7 p.m. and 12 noon on Thursdays. 12 till when? 12 to 1. 12 to 1. Okay, gosh, Dr. Laura was kind of grumpy, but she's up three (laughs) hours. She's having good stuff, but I kind of got tired of her. (laughs) I agree with her sometimes, but not everything. Well, we wish you a beautiful and wonderful day and drive safely in the snow. Thank you for everything that you do. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a great day. Okay. You too. Bye. Thank you. All right. Our next caller is Kay, and she's calling from Seattle. Hi, Kay. Hi. How are you? I'm I'm good, thank you. Um, my, I'm afraid I'm going to run out of time, so I'm going to get right to it. I'll be quick. <laughs> well, you don't be quick because I really <laughs> need some input here. All you right. know, in in the past, I used to be. I used to pick up on everything. I hear all the words in my head, right? You know, and and I was and I was quite good at it. Pretty pretty sick. Yeah, I was, I was pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. But the more I study it, and my mind is very quiet now. It's almost like a zombie sometimes. It's, <laughs> it's scary, um, and yet I don't seem to be as psychic. I, I don't seem to be picking up on things. Mm-hmm. So I'm really frustrated. And so, what are you, what are you frustrated about? Well. Because it seems like the more I work at trying to be spiritual, ah. the farther away I get from it. Right, because you have to stop working at it. it, it you just want to let it flow. Anything that you overstudy, overlearn, overwant, you know, like someone who really wants something and they're just wanting, wanting, and wanting in that desperation, which is what you're doing with your psychic ability, you're going to stay in the energy of wanting rather than having so what you need to do is stop studying, stop wanting, stop being in, in desperation and be in the place of, oh, I'm so psychic. Oh, it's great. I'm so glad I'm here. You need to completely change your focus and begin to feel what it would feel like to have what it is that you desperately so want. But, but it seems like my mind is just blank anymore. Good. I mean, I blank. can't even... Blank is good. Blank is great. I'm telling you, blank is good. You just have to change your energy. So all these subatomic particles from your thought process about, oh, my gosh, it's not working. i got to work harder to make this work. Trillions of them are moving out into the universe, and they're continuing to create that desperation. You need to stop putting your, you need to stop putting your focus on that and change your focus to, oh, my gosh, I'm so incredibly psychic. And as soon as you get the focus on that significantly in gratitude and peace, the floodgates will just, you'll be shocked. Does, does that, do I come across to you that way too? Yeah. 
Yeah, you're very psychic and you're very intuitive. And, yeah. and, and, you, and you also need to stop being in desperation. It's, it's like someone who wants a partner and all they think about is, oh, I'm single. I want a partner. I'm, I'm single. I want a partner. I'm so single. I, I want a partner. They're desperate. They're not going to get a partner. But well, if they that. can start to think, oh, I'm, such, I'm in such a great relationship. I'm so lucky. I'm so happy. This is amazing. Even if they don't have a partner, then they'll get one. Well, that's my second question. <laughs> okay, well, well, now you got the answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, except that it's, it's a little more detailed. My ex-husband of 23 years ago yes. is all of a sudden kind of back in my life. Uh-huh. And I'm wondering why and where it's supposed to go. Because right. I have been looking for a new partner for right. a couple years now. Yeah. Well, let's work on the intuition part because then you'll intuitively know if he's the right person for you or not. I do think he has changed and there is a very sweet friendship that I can see that the two of you could create unless you already, of course, have. But let's get your intuition on board so that you'll be able to accurately assess if this man is a mate for you or not. And you have your homework now. I see. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. And keep me posted. I want to know how it goes. Okay. Thanks. All righty. Bye-bye. Okay. I think we have uh, just a little bit of time to get our last caller, Debbie, in from Bothell. Hi, Debbie. Hi, Marie. Thanks so much for talking to me. I know you don't have much time left. That's okay. What can I do for you today? Well, I'm a person who became a late life nurse after wanting to be a nurse my whole life. I finally got to go to school. Congratulations. Thank you. After a million career changes, but oh, congratulations. just about the time I was getting my career going, I ran into several um, physical challenges. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, that's okay. It's been, been it's looking up right now, and I'm trying to move my life in a different direction. I've recently been doing Reiki. Mm-hmm. Good for you. And I just want to, you know, I have a lack of confidence sometimes, and I just want to be able to let my wishes flow free, and I'm exci- excited about the prospect of integrating my nursing with with Reiki to maybe create a new career or calling for myself. Sure. And so, how do you feel about that? Okay, I, th- I think it's great. I love it. You know, I love nurses because I'm a nurse, even though I don't do that anymore. I just do woo-woo nursing now. <laughs> um, but what I want to um, talk about is your solar plexus. It's jumping out on me. This is the third chakra. It governs the immune system. Uh-huh. And so when I look at your solar plexus, you've got a lot of energy around the outside of the vortex. It's like seeing a dark line, which means to me you may have a history of being around people who were um, unkind with their language. Absolutely. Okay, so verbal abuse basically is what it means. I just, you know, don't always want to use that word. Sometimes it's challenging for individuals. So um, I see a history of verbal abuse around you. And you're also a witness. You're highly, highly, highly sensitive. So you take in the pain and the suffering that other people feel, and then you literally put it through your immune system, which I don't recommend, and then you do your best to digest it through your intestinal tract. So what's, what's going to be important for you is to learn to be neutral. So that means <laughs> okay, <hard. laughs> it is hard. And through your spiritual reading, I'm sure you're learning about the fact that everyone has free will. People choose to be here or not. Yeah. And people are choosing, uh, at least on a subconscious level, many of the experiences that they have. And most of them are tools, just just like how Dr. Pajari, one of our lovely guests who's been on the radio show for before with us before, is teaching a seminar on using illness as a means for transformation. So people having sick or you know illness or other 
challenges in their life are really here to help them to grow. And so if you can keep that uttermost in your mind and recognize when you're starting to take in the emotions of other people, which aren't yours, by the way, they're not your feelings, they're not your emotions, and they're not your life situation. So you want to keep that separate. What I would love for you to do is there's an exercise. I wish I knew what page it was on. Um, What we can do is have... um, Karen, get your phone number so we can uh, tell you the page of, a, of the book, The Hands of Light. There's an exercise called the field exercise, and it will help strengthen the third layer of your aura so that your third chakra and your immune system can be healthier. Excellent. Okay, and I'm so sorry we're going to have to go because um, it's time for the show to end. Thank you so much for callers, for listening. Drive carefully here in Seattle. I wish you all a wonderful week, and I will be back next 30, Thursday at noon with the Marie Manu Cherry Show. Joyful blessings. Thank you.